We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, what's going on? Welcome to the Irish Breakdown Podcast. I am Ryan Roberts coming to you live here to talk about some defensive line in the the present and the future of Notre Dame football. Offensive. Oh, what did I? Oh, oh, okay. What? How did that just change? Sorry. How did that happen? Just keep talking. I'll fix it. All right. I, don't, I, I had it all set up and then it just moved back. Okay. Sorry about that, folks. So we're here to talk about the future, the current of the offensive line for the University of Notre Dame. We're going to talk a little bit about the 2023 season, obviously, the impact that we believe that the current stable of the offensive line room under Coach Harry Heastand and the development of that room leading to the future for the Fighting Irish, as well as the next step, the next wave and the future of that offensive line. So we'll be taking a deep dive in that. Of course, we'll hit the mailbag at the end. So if there's any questions, you can hit them anytime. We'll start starring them up. I am Brian Roberts, of course, Director of Recruiting here at irishbreakdown.com. That man is Brian Driscoll, the publisher here at irishbreakdown.com. We're excited to talk about some offensive line play, obviously, because it is assumed to be one of the big strengths for the Notre Dame football team now heading in to the 2023 season. So we're excited to get into that, the mailbag, of course. But we want to start a little with a little bit of an update because if for people that haven't been following along so far this week, and we did a little bit of a intro into it over the last couple of days, the Reese's Senior Bowl 2023 edition has officially kicked off. Officially kicked off actually on Monday when players started making their rounds and heading over to the Reese's Senior Bowl, Mobile, Alabama, to get the week kicked off. You Early portions are usually comprised of meetings with teams, weigh-ins, general check-ins for the hotel and the facilities, all that great stuff. Yesterday, on Tuesday, Notre Dame got everything kicked off, and I should say the Senior Bowl got everything kicked off on field action. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Two members of Notre Dame Fighting Irish that are a part of the event are defensive end Isaiah Foskey, who is the all-time leading sacker in Notre Dame football history, and Jared Patterson, four-year starter on the offensive line at center for three years and at offensive guard for his final year in 2022. So we want to kind of update you all on the first day, the little bit of the action that we saw. I, I was watching a lot of the film last night and kind of compri- comprising my initial thoughts as far as how the weeks got kicked off. Cause we talked a little bit yesterday about the weigh-ins and how impactful that could be, you know, obviously being able to, see those body types and to really generate an understanding of what the impact of their upside could be. And I think that that really kicked off with Isaiah Foskey, you know, especially on the Monday weigh-in weighing right around six foot five, 262 pounds, nearly 34 inch arms, 81 inch wingspan. And I really think that what you saw on Monday it was a big indicator of what you were going to see on Tuesday yesterday during practice, you saw Initially, in the one-on-ones, Isaiah had the first rep of the day. He went off up against Ryan Hayes, who was a starting left tackle for Michigan, who was playing right tackle on this rep. And immediately, what you saw is the things that we laud Isaiah Fossey for having is length, explosiveness, and power. And you saw that on that initial rep. Ryan Hayes got a little bit on his heels. Isaiah Fossey was able to create a lot of speed to power initially in that rep. And he went right down his chest, gave him a little two-hand strike to the middle of his chest, and put it right on his backside, which was a pretty a nice way to start the week, to say the least. Because one time, Ryan, you're able to put a guy from Michigan on his butt. 
that's it. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. That's a good so start, good. right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we hear, oh, this great Michigan offensive line. And blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, they're great again in a league that like the Big Ten, which just has kind of been kind of crap the last couple of years outside of a, you know, really three teams. But uh, it doesn't I mean, look, it, the offensive line has been good, right? I'm not trying yeah. to say it hasn't, but he wasn't ready for that for that advising of Fosky power. Cause there aren't really guys like that in the big 10 this year outside no. of Ohio state. And even then there, there's some talent there, but you know, Fosky's got senior strength where some of those guys at Ohio state got sophomore strength. Right. So that was certainly a, a, a good way to put it, Ryan, but uh, just to kind of lead you into the next point. Yeah. That's the movie kept going to the whole yes. day. Yes. And it didn't always work as well. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, coming into the week, that's something that we talked about heavily, right? I mean, there's no questioning the talent level of Isaiah Foskey, right? Like you can't, I mean, you are going to lose your mind and kind of drool over if you're an NFL evaluator, the size, the athleticism that he has. That stuff is easy to see. It doesn't take a good eye or a great scout to look at Isaiah Foskey and say, that's how you draw it up, right? That's how, that's what you want a defensive end on the NFL level to look like. And it's easy to get excited about him, obviously. But the things that you wanted to see coming into the week is, yes, Isaiah looks like a million bucks. But we know just by watching him over the last couple of years, super productive, but he was winning just basically off of pure power, right? He's got a long arm in his arsenal. He's got the length attributes, and he can convert speed to power pretty well. But when you're going against the best of the best, I mean, you saw him against working against guys like Dewan Jones, for instance, right? And Jalen Duncan from Maryland's there as well, where Dewan Jones is equally, uh, not equally, is longer, is much longer than Isaiah Foskey. He's got an extra eight inches of reach. Or anyone else. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> the long, the longest wingspan in Senior Bowl history was Dewan Jones, right? So when you're going up against him, and we saw it against Ohio State a little bit in their game, the Notre Dame's game this year. You're not going to win with just length against that guy. You're not going to win against just power because nobody will. That's the guys that he will handle. You have to have moves in the arsenal. And we talked about him working with Brandon Jordan, who's a great pass rush specialist that works with a lot of the, the top pass rushers in the NFL. And you really want to see Isaiah develop a plan of attack, some secondary moves, whether that is just a club rip, whether that is a ghost move, whether that is some inside counters. Whatever it is, you need to see multiplicity to how he rushes the passer because that on the next level is going to be a difference between being a good football player and reaching his potential. Because I think most people would agree that if Isaiah Foskey hit his potential, he's a potential Pro Bowl player on the NFL level, in my opinion, right? And I think most people understand how talented he is. But during that the day, I think you saw a lot of great things. There were a lot of tremendous rushes. There was that upside that you see easy. In the run game, you saw him get extension, use that length. But when he goes against a guy like Daywan Jones, who was one of the players that everyone you know highlighted, you can't just win barreling down his chest. You can't win that way. He's going to be able to counteract that size. He's going to be able to counteract that power. And that's something that you still want to see growth today it, and, and tomorrow. That was, for right, that was the issue on September 4th as well when they yes. played is one thing Ohio state has on the edge is length. Right. And he just tried to use his length against their even longer length and it didn't work. I'm going to ask you a question. You, you watched a lot more of this than I did up to this yes. point, Ryan. Did you see Isaiah Foskey at all with his hand in the ground? At all he was, yesterday? He was mostly playing from his, from a two point stance for his standup rush. I, I'm, I'm curious I about that. Like even in the team yeah. stuff I saw, he had his, he had his hand up. Cause he had a really nice play. Was it, uh, 
uh, who's a running back from Illinois? Brown, right? Chase Brown. Yeah. Chase Brown. He had a great play where Isaiah just blew up a tight end and then makes a tackle, forces the fumble. So he had some of those. But I was curious that there weren't any snaps, at least that I saw, where he had his hand in the ground. It was all stand-up stuff. He he seemed like he was playing a lot more of like a strong side defensive end role sure. too, and because right. he was working against a lot of tight ends, you know, so he was kind right. of he was kind of stand up and just kind of playing down the middle of tight ends and doing yeah. that type of stuff, right? Which, which was interesting. It is very interesting. Yeah. To I, I I I want to see if he can put his hand in the ground. I, yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen Isaiah Foskey put his hand in the ground, and if a team's going to look at him as a strong side end, which honestly probably his best position. Agreed. You know, as as, as a is a, a a strong side end in a four three or a strong side outside backer in a three four type of look. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna kind of go to that look, but yeah, I, I was interested to see that Ryan and and then Jarrett Patterson also was there yesterday. Uh, Ryan, what'd you think of his performance? I, I had a lot of mixed opinions on Jared yesterday, and it, it was it was a shame, honestly. Well, first and foremost, the thing that I was most interested about, and I think I even texted you about it last night. They had, he had almost no reps at center yesterday. He had a couple centers in the, the run blocking portion, like the inside run portion of practice, but they had the, the Olu, Olu, Olu Timmy guy from Michigan, however you pronounce his last name. He was playing center the bulk of the reps from what I saw on the national side of things. And Jared, so Jared Patterson was playing between right and left guard, which was, was just kind of interesting. I, I actually am looking forward to seeing today and tomorrow if he's going to play a lot more at center because I still think that's his more natural position. But during the pass rush portion, I thought there were some really good, and then there were some not great. Like I, that's general. I thought it was a very even split. Like he had a really nice rep during the pass rush one on ones with the with the kid from Georgia Tech, Keon White. Who I mean, Daniel Jeremiah just had him as like his number eight player on his big board, which is ridiculous. It like don't get me wrong, it's ridiculous that he's that high. But regardless, he's going against a good rusher. They hit, tried to hit him with a push-pull, was able to maintain his base and his balance and just ride him past the pocket. And I was like, that's a nice rep from Jared. And then he was able to go against one of the uh, – who was the other rusher? It doesn't really matter. But he was going against a different rusher where he had a really nice initial pop in his hands. I think it was Tyler Lacey from Oklahoma State. He had a nice initial pop, was able to kind of ride him out for a second. Jared's – Jared's weight got a little too high, right? Like his base got a little too high. So he gave up a little bit of an inside move, but he was still able to counteract Tyler Lacey and, and shut him down pretty well. So there were a couple really nice reps on pass rush, a pass rush portion of practice. But then there was just a couple other reps where you're like, man, like just move your feet. I, I, I think the length thing that we always talk about, Brian, that it doesn't really show up on film. I think it did show up a little bit yesterday because there were some points where a guy would get to his inside shoulder and it just looked like Jared just didn't have a reach, right? Like he just couldn't reestablish leverage, which was unfortunate. But then you go to the run blocking and team portion. I think that's really where Jared struggled the most. You know, I thought there were a lot of upside as far as his pass blocking, which it should be no surprise if you've watched Notre Dame football over the last couple of years. But I really think that he struggled in those team portion of practice. And that can happen at times because there's, some miscommunication stuff, right? You're working with new guys, new protections. Like that stuff's generally understood. But there were a couple where it was just like, just kind of bending at the waist a little bit, gave up an inside track. Like that that stuff was a little Let me, let me say this to you, Ryan. Yeah. I, I, I got, I've been, this has been kind of, I've been thinking about this for a couple of years. And I've always felt like Jarrett Patterson's pass blocking was a tad overrated by the way that it was covered by pro football focus and then by the media. Cause they had, they'd have this, never gave up a sack thing, which I still don't think is accurate because I, I, I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen him give up a sack. But 
one thing Jarrett Patterson was pretty good at is he would actually get beat more than you'd expect or, yeah. you know, based on the reputation, but he was really good at staying on. Yes. And I think he showed that in the rep against the kid from uh, where's that kid from uh, Tyler Lacey from Oklahoma State. No, not the other kid, the Georgia Tech kid. Oh, when he went against him. Yeah, he, he, he was kind of got beat for a second, but was able to get hands on. I think that's something that, that Jarrett's really, really good at and, and really effective at. And I think there there are some things that I think he'll need to work on sure. as a guard that'll help us pass pro that I thought he showed me a little bit yesterday from a, from a foot quickness standpoint. It's just, as you said, the pad level was inconsistent. And I think that was a bit of an issue for him uh, at times this year guard early. And then as the season wore on, he got better and better and better. And it looked like that was kind of what we saw on Saturday. I mean, uh, yesterday is again, it was just kind of getting back to that pad level getting high. Cause I think that's, that's the big transition he made from center to guard. At center, there's a natural pad level you have to play with because of the manner in which you snap the ball. You're going to have to, you know, sink your hips and 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 do that. Where at guard, you kind of immediately kind of go up. And I think that's something that we'll see eventually work out of him if he does stay a guard. If teams sure. want to keep him a guard, I, I do think that. So it didn't concern me a whole lot to be honest with you, because I think it's fixable, but you were hoping that some of it would have been fixed by now. And it yes. got better as the season went on working with Harry Heastan. It got better and better and better, but I think it was kind of just reverting to some, some bad habits. And I think that can happen when you're, when you're, when you're your first day back of going against live competition and the speed is ramped up and you're not in drills anymore. I'm curious to see if he settles in as the week goes on, but I agree with you from what I saw, he, he didn't have a, a, he didn't have a bad day, but he didn't have a great day either. He just was a little, little up and down. And that's why scouts really care more about what day two, day three look like, right? Cause to your point, there's going to be some miscommunication stuff. There's going to be some rustiness wearing off for guys that haven't played in a little while. Like those things are naturally going to happen. Right. I, I think that you make a great point. Cause I, I don't think there was a rep all day where I didn't think Jared Patterson got into good initial position. Right. Like I thought he was in good initial position, gaining leverage. Like that play against Tyler Lacey and pass protection was one where I was like, that was great initial quickness out of his stance. That was a good punch. It was just finishing reps yesterday, I think, was the thing that he struggled with most. And hey, as long as you get into a proper position, we can work with that. Right. We can work with running your feet a little better on contact. We can work on finishing plays. That stuff can happen. I mean, there was a play in, in the run portion of practice where. He, I think he may have even pulled in this situation, and he fitted the guy really well. He got inside the butt, you know, it was a good pad level. Everything was good, and then he just stopped running his feet a little bit, right? So then he starts to lunge, and that that's kind of where he loses his leverage in those situations. So I think you saw a good start. I just think that he needs to finish better more on day two and day three. So it's not an indictment at all because, again, you're getting put in a situation where it's a little bit sink or swim. Because people want to isolate your your abilities as a football player. They want to see you in one-on-one opportunities a ton in this week and see how you can flourish or how you fall to the wayside. And I think that Jared showed some good signs. It's just more about finishing for the rest of the week, in my opinion. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I know the play you're talking about, Ryan. It was like a kickout block. It was like a really quick pull. And I was like, man, he, he got over there quick. He got under his pads and had a nice pop. And you're like, that's an impressive rep. But then, as you mentioned, he just didn't finish it. And that's yeah. that's going to be the thing. So, uh, And he and I, I thought he really just generally moved really well yesterday, too. They used him in the pull a lot. And I was like, he looks smooth, man. He looks like a really – because I think that there's this kind of – I think there's this perception about Jared Patterson that he's not a good athlete, which I've never understood. I think he's a really nice athlete on the interior. And I think he did showcase that yesterday. Again, it's just about the power elements of his game. Cause he did come in a little lighter too, Brian. I think he was, what, what was he like 308 during the season or something like that? I think he was like 303, yeah. 304. So he lost a little bit of weight too. So that's going to be something that people are going to talk about. So that's going to do it for our wrap up of the senior bowl. We'll have another one tomorrow. Ryan will get back into watching day two and, it is nice not having to, you know, I'm dealing with taxes and paying people. It's always the first of the men's stuff. So I was like, you know what? Ryan's got this today. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see uh, how, how it goes. So, Ryan, that's going to kind of do it for the senior bowl stuff. We're going to move on to the offensive line next. But before we do, just a quick like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell and share this podcast, folks. We appreciate that very, very much.